Have you thought this through? No way will that work. Are you sure? Is there any money in that? You'll never make any money doing that. How are you going to pay the mortgage? Just get a job. Are you going to try to settle that? Why can't you be normal like anybody else? All right. Were your parents morons too? The savvy entrepreneur to the rescue. Congratulations. That really turned out well. I'm really good job. I'm getting ready. I'm really You know, I wish I had thought of that. I never thought of anything like that. How did you do that? I'm so glad you're doing your training. I wish I had the courage to follow my training. Hey there, folks. Good morning. Welcome to the Savvy Entrepreneur Show. We're broadcasting here on WLCB 101.5 FM based in the Chicago, Milwaukee area. If you're an entrepreneur or a small business person or thinking about becoming one, this show is for you. I'm Doris Nagel, your host for the next hour. I'm a crazy entrepreneur myself, and I've helped lots of startups and small businesses over the past 30 years. The Savvy Entrepreneur Show has two goals, to share helpful information and resources and to inspire, to make your journey as an entrepreneur faster and easier, and maybe just a little bit more fun. To help with that, I have guests on the show every week who are willing to share their stories and their advice. And this week's guest is Tamika Franklin. She's the CEO and founder of a company called Precision Franchise LLC. And she joins me by phone from New York today. Now, a few words about Precision Franchising. The company guides entrepreneurs to help them own proven franchise businesses. It has access to over 3,500 different franchise business opportunities and provides one-on-one consultations to determine the best model for their, their clients' lifestyles and goals, and then makes introductions to franchisers. Tamika says she's passionate about this business because there are lucrative opportunities in franchising, but she realized that she didn't know anyone personally who was familiar with this path of business ownership, and she couldn't understand why. She came to realize one of the key reasons was because there weren't many people who looked or sounded like her who were actually helping educate the community on this successful path to business ownership. She's passionate about taking this knowledge back to women and people of color as they make up only 28% of the franchise industry. Her goal is to help people in those communities understand that owning a franchise is well within their grasp. With that introduction, Tamika, thanks so much for being on the Savvy Entrepreneur Show today. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. So... I think franchising is interesting as well. It's uh, something people something people talk about, right? I mean, um, people think of McDonald's as a franchise, but um, but but it's it's so much more. And I know we're going to talk about that um, on the show today. But you know, first let's start with what Precision Franchise is. What is it, and you know, who do you help and how do you help them? Awesome. And again, thank you uh, 
for the opportunity to speak to you and to speak to your audience and to further get to give a little uh, further insight on the industry and uh, my business and what it is that I do. Uh, so again, the company is Precision Franchise, and um, I am a franchise consultant or broker, um, as we are we are called, and I assist you with owning your own business with in the franchise industry. And this could be with an actual franchise or it can be with what we will call business opportunities, um, which will still be uh, proven business models. Uh, so a little bit about my process um, as a consultant is I take the time to uh, really uh, sit with you in my consultations to find out what your lifestyle is, what your goals, and I ask you particular questions so that it would further help me to be able to match you with uh, the right concept that's going to uh, work well for you, just based on everything that we have already discussed. Um, I also have resources and tools available on my uh, on my website and resources that I use as well to aid me in this process. Uh, so what I like to say, I know that a lot of people have, are familiar with the DISC assessment or if they're going for, I don't know, a job or just one of those uh, type of assessments where you uh, they ask you a particular question that kind of puts you in these, you know, the, oh. it, it creates a profile. Yeah, so, Tamika, talk a little bit about, you said the DISC assessment. Um, uh, is that so, right? Yes, it's D-I-S-C. See, it uses uh, several sciences from uh, the DISC assessment where um, it asks you particular questions. And based on your answers, it comes up with a profile for you. So, oh, so, yeah. so, so some people, it may say, well, you're not really probably the right kind of person to be successful franchising. Yeah. No. So what it would do is it puts, it just creates a profile. So we have four, uh, like, so let's say, um, based on your question, it shows, okay, you're an achiever or you're, you know, it, it gives you like that level. So it's achiever, there's the longer, um, there's, um, so there's, there's four different personality types oh. and under, and under those types is where it, it has particular characteristics for each one. So again, uh, it's achiever, it's societal, uh, emulator, and belonger. So let's say you fall under achiever, and I'll use that as an example because that is one of the, you know, one of the, uh, I don't want to say best characteristics, but it seems like a lot of franchises, and it does depend on the franchise, yeah. they really like someone that has that. Belonger is another one as well. Um, but like achiever, like, you know, they'll have something where it's like, okay, they're motivated by achievement or they, they're very goal um, oriented or they prefer unique, scalable, quality service, business to business or practical solutions. So they just have certain points with them where you probably wouldn't show someone that has these characteristics, something that is, um, let's say, more uh, nonprofit driven more passion driven oh, uh, right. or a societal societal right, right 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 you get what i'm saying so each yeah. one has their criteria so i like using that because i get a lot of feedback where some, you know someone you know once my once one of my candidate clients would, would use it they, you know we have our follow-up call that you know normally i would get oh my gosh that it was it was so spot on it was creepy 
or yeah, I, I really agreed. Or you might get one or two that's like, uh, I mean, uh, most of it was okay, but I don't know. There were certain things. And, but you know what? Even with those, I feel as though uh, even the thing that they wasn't sure about, they're just kind of hung up on like maybe a word or a phrase, <laughs> but then it totally <laughs> makes sense. Like, <laughs> uh-huh. But it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a cool tool. And again, it's, all, it's just a tool. It's also used in aiding me in um, selecting the right um, opportunities to show you. Interesting. Interesting. So, um, so you you have lots of franchises that you that you work with that you can match potential business people with, right? That's that's kind of you're a you're a broker, but I guess I also think of you kind of as a matchmaker, maybe. Yeah, I get that. I get matchmaker. I get um, one person said I'm a lighthouse. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay. (laughs) Well, so, you know, I think there's a lot of misconceptions about what a franchise is and isn't. Mm -hmm. Um, I, you know, I think a lot of people think of McDonald's, right? And Mm -hmm. uh, here's the here's the, the Big Mac and here's when we offer breakfast and these are the sandwiches and this is how you price it and here's the food that we're going to provide you to do this. And it's a template and it's not like you can do very much to change it. But, uh, but I, I think people don't realize maybe that franchising is so much broader than that. So give some examples of, of different kinds of franchises and, uh, and, and talk about why they're franchises. Yeah. So, I mean, one thing um, that you touched on that I definitely want to say is that when it comes to franchises, and you're right, the first thing people would think about is food, whether it's McDonald's, you know, or it's, it's always food. And, um, and with that comes the thought of it having to be a brick and mortar. And uh, of course, yeah. also having to have, you know, a ton of equity or money just to show that you're able to, um, to even get into that, to that franchise and own it. Um, and what they do not realize is that there's a lot of franchises where you don't even need to have a physical location, right? You, you can work from home um, and it's across over 40 industries. So it, so the reason why the process that I do take you uh, through is important is because I want to be able to also tap into your passion as well, and, you know, because it's very likely that we'll be able to find uh, a business that's going to uh, to fit those those needs and those goals. So there are franchises where um, it's in, let's say it's in beauty you know, where I had a webinar uh, that featured uh, a franchise that was all about lashes, but you'll be so surprised of how um, they actually started off as a tech, uh, more of a technology company turned beauty. And because of that, it really sets them apart in the market. And it's a really um, unique and very um, lucrative business. It's, it's a well well-run oil machine really it's a, and I have a you know a client now that's looking to do several of those but see but that's something that's not going to pop in your mind when you hear franchises okay. you know if you're very passionate about health you know and 
you know, for whatever reason, uh, you know, you're very passionate about, you know, maybe the elder care or uh, just um, or just anything in the medical field. There's franchises where it's, you know, all about home care, you know, or even medical billing. Like there's just so many. Wow. Different, that's, yeah. a, that's a franchise. Yeah, there's a so there's one. Well, one in particular that I'm thinking about is what we would call a business opportunity. And the main difference is that there's not a franchise disclosure document associated with business opportunities, and you won't have to pay royalty. However, they have a proven business model. So they're still going to have all the setup of what a franchise would have as far as, hey, so long as you execute you know, this is everything that you get along with this business and you're going to be successful. So I do show both. Interesting. Well, you know, this is probably a good transition to talk a little bit about what makes a business a franchise. I mean, are there, I'm assuming there are certain kinds of things that you typically see with a franchise. So uh, talk a little bit about that. When you have a franchise, it is uh, regulated, right? It's regulated by the state, uh, federal and state. So the franchise, the franchise is the agreement. This is the technical uh, term for it. So it is an agreement <laughs> and license between two legally independent parties with defined rights, terms, responsibilities, and obligations. And again, it is governed by federal and state laws. So what happens is that, you know, with that comes the FDD, which is the franchise disclosure document. And that's going to have everything that you need to know. There's 23 items and every item is a description of what you would find within that item. And, you know, so a quick example for that, like item 19, a very popular item, a very important item, but not every, you know, not every franchise discloses that, but I like to show the franchise that does, you know, because it shows the past performance. Um, yeah, yeah, so you will get to see all the numbers, et cetera. So again, every item is going to have that. If you are a franchise, you have to have an FDD, and it's something that has to be updated every single year. Um, what also comes with franchises is, um, is royalties. And every franchise has you know, different royalties. I would say an average uh, royalty is anywhere between uh, five for the very low, but I would say between five and eight percent is an uh, average royalty fee. And that is just the fee that you would pay normally on a monthly basis to the franchise. What does that royalty payment cover? I mean, why do you need to pay a royalty payment to a franchisor? Well, one, the whole reason why you want to own a franchise or you get into franchise because you're not recreating a will. The most important things that you want to definitely look for in franchises is what is the support? You know, what am I, what is it that I'm getting in being a part of this franchise? What is the culture? So your royalties goes towards that and whatever, and more, just whatever it is that franchise um, is offering you to be um, an owner in the franchise, in, in the, in, within that franchise. So probably the right to use the name maybe and what, whatever processes they have and all of the above yeah all of the above so you know there's a lot of franchises that part of their support is that maybe they have a call center on your behalf oh. yeah 
you know, there's training, there's tons of training within franchises, you know? So it's just, and the list can go on, but again, it'll be different from each, for each one. But those are some of the important things that you would be getting when you, um, when you own a franchise business. So like maybe access to their software system to book appointments. Absolutely. And I'm going to guess that there's a lot of differences between franchises. Can you give any any examples of some differences between franchises? So, yeah, so they, they, they are different and uh, each one, and this is part of what I take you through as well. Well, let's say you did choose uh, like, Hey, I really like um, the the franchise on um, for healthcare, you know, it really speaks Mm -hmm. to me. Um, you know, as, as far as a caregiver, I'm not directly a caregiver, but hey, I'm very passionate about it. And, you know, I would like to know more. Uh, so part of that call is the franchise or call. And I'm usually on that call is to find out deeper on what this particular uh, franchise is going to be providing you. Uh, so, for example, I actually had a call yesterday um, with someone um, who... At first, it seemed, and this is why actually it's so important to really understand your goals and your passions, et cetera, because when I first uh, spoke with them, they they were really fixated on the business being passive. Um, you know, they're, you know, they have like real estate investments and they really want a passive, um, uh, a passive um, concept, sorry. So you would think, so I thought about that, but based on everything that she has told me and the business assessment, you know, I, I knew that healthcare was important to her as well. So I added that along with, you know, some others that I thought would fit her criteria. Uh-huh. Um, she, you know, so it seemed as though she might've been leaning towards one of our uh, vending machine models and, uh, you know, which would have provided her a lot of flexibility. But then the call we had yesterday she was completely blown away by this brand for the level of support that they're providing. The fact that they have inbound and outbound calling, which caught my attention because to be honest, I feel as as a person who's always had a sales background, I know how important lead generation is and follow up, et cetera. And I knew that there's a lot of franchises that does help with, you know, some of the call centers as far as the inbound leads, maybe web leads and things of that nature. But I've never heard of them actually doing outbound. And I thought that that was significant. So now what that does for me, that makes me think, first, I would have thought, you know what, you kind of need to be comfortable with sales to be in this industry. So I may not show that to someone who shies away from sales. But after learning about how much support they do in the marketing and the inbound and outbound. Actually, I can show this to someone who is like, you know what, I'm okay with sales, but it's just not my thing. But as far as, you know, the brand, this is what I want. This is what I'm passionate about. Now I now know that, hey, this is something that I can show them. And she's completely passionate about the fact that, you know, one, she doesn't have to have a brick and mortar. Yes, you should want to, you know, be a little more hands-on in the beginning, but mm-hmm. that's just for your business. You can definitely, usually after a year, it's um, advised that at that time, if you want to add someone to kind of sort of take your place, you know, but to give it your all in the first year. But 
it just goes to show you that after you know going through it and really finding out that they're, they're supporting you with their web-based software again the outbound and inbound calling the web wow. they're designing any kind of marketing material uh, that you need the recruiting they're helping you with the recruiting. They're giving you the criteria and the formula of where you want to be as far as what you should be paying your uh, your caregivers. You know, it's so it's it's very you know it's very insightful to understand all of that. And yeah, and so for them, you know, if you think about as far as royalties or anything like that, you know, these are the type of things that you want to consider as far yeah. as what can I see myself in the business, and two. What, what is the level of support yeah. you know, that I'm getting in the business? Well, I really appreciate you giving that example because I think that really gets, you know, really, uh, it certainly helped me and I'm sure other people listening, it, it helped them really understand kind of some of the range of things that you need to think about when you're choosing a franchise or even deciding if franchising is right for you. But you know, as you were talking, one of the things that is clear is that you are very passionate about this, Tamika. Oh. <laughs> why, why do you think you're so passionate about it? I mean, what, what is it about it that gives you a buzz and makes you excited to, to talk about this with people? You know, I'm excited about it because it seems, it just feels like the unknown. I, I'm just shocked at how successful, you know, I know that people are in the industry and the fact of, you know, learning about so many years ago that franchises or business, proven business models, how do you want to call it, can have up to a 90% success rate. And I've always grown up, you know, just in business and, you know, inspired myself to be an entrepreneur. And, you know, so I go to different types of classes and stuff when I was younger. And I've always known that, hey, we always know that 50% of all small businesses fail within the first, like we all heard that. I've never heard of anything that has a 90% success rate. Right. That alone is like, wait, what? <laughs> like, right. why doesn't everyone know this? So then when mm-hmm. I, again, when I got a little bit, uh, you know, deeper into it and really wanted to understand, um, I started realizing that, wow, you know, as far as women and people of color, we're, we, you know, we're just not, we're not represented at all in the industry. And it's like, so it's over 77% um, white men you know, and, wow. um, yeah. And, but, you know, and I look at that and I'm like, and then it's a 90% success rate. And it's like, well, why don't we know more about it? And honestly, I just feel like it's just simply just that it's not anyone, people are just not going out in the communities and speaking about it. It's like, you just kind of don't know what you don't know. And, you know, if I went to a networking event, for example, I like to give this, it's like, you know, when I used to be in insurance and I would go to networking events, and I'm sure you've experienced this as well, if you've ever like attended, you would run into real estate agents, you would run into, you know, there are dime a dozen real estate agents, insurance agents. When have you run into someone that could tell you like, yeah, I basically essentially sell franchises, or I will be able to help you own your own business. And, you know, as a franchise. I, I, I haven't, which is why I thought you would be phenomenal to have on the show. And um, it's eye-opening. It's great. 
What are some of the pros of owning a franchise? I mean, obviously 90% success rate is a, a really attractive pro, mm-hmm. but, but what are some of the other pros? And, and then also talk about some of the cons of owning a franchise. So I would say the pros, you know, I will start with just not reinventing the rail wheel. It uh, basically accelerates the startup phase. I think a lot of people do not do not think about the fact of, you know, if you want to own, if you just decided, okay, I want to, uh, I make great cupcakes, so I want to open up a cupcake store, you know. I, I have a client who has that. Actually, it's pound cakes, but that's what he said. That's <laughs> pound cakes. And he doesn't, he doesn't have a clue of how to get started. Right. So, and there's nothing wrong, please. Anyone who owns a cupcake store, this is no, like, awesome. <laughs> You're awesome. <laughs> but right. what I'm saying is what you don't, but what I think uh, a lot of people don't think about is everything that's needed. It's not just about you making a cupcake. It's like, okay, um, is it brand, you know, it's about your branding. It's about you um, finding the, finding the location, the cost it takes to get that uh, just started, that ramp up cost, your processes, like what is your process? Do you have a team? Marketing, you know. Building a website and all the social media and everything, right? All of it. So there's just a lot of things that you may not think about. And for some reason, people do not realize the importance of working capital as well, because you don't, you can't just go in just the amount that you think is going to cost, right? It's like things happen and you know, you definitely, yeah, you're exactly right. Exactly right. So I think that it greatly minimizes that because what you're doing is you're executing a system that has already been proven. Right. Um, a lot of times, again, depending on the franchises, they're going to have, you don't have to, there's no guesswork in, well, who are going to be the suppliers for whatever business, the products, the services that you have. It's there. You know exactly where you're getting things and things of that nature. Yeah. Um, You know, I was talking with a friend of mine and we were both lamenting. He's an entrepreneur too. And we were both lamenting about how much money we have spent in marketing, trying different, you know, it's almost like throwing stuff on the wall, hoping one of the, the approaches will stick. You know, if I could have had a crystal ball and somebody telling me, Doris, to do this, you really, you really need to do this. And not just because I say so, but because we have done this n numbers of times and we've been through all the different possibilities and we know this is the one that works the best. I mean, it would have been so, it would have been so amazing. Yeah, absolutely. So those are some of the problems, you know, the, the, I would say it's, you know, you're being in business for yourself, but not by yourself. So you do have like, you do have that freedom. I think again, just the, you know, the cost of the ramp up, which actually puts you in a black a lot sooner, you know, than starting from scratch. And you're already going in with the information. You already have the data. I always say what I'm doing is I'm not selling you a franchise. Like, you know, I am providing you with all the data, the information that you need to know about various franchises that make sense for you so that you can make an informed decision. Yeah. So you're going in with 
everything basically at your fingertips that you're able to make that decision on whether or not it's going to make sense for you. And then you have that pre-opening support as well. They help, you know, they help you tremendously with your launch and, you know, leading up to your launch date and you have ongoing support. A lot of franchises, they have coaches and mentors that you are assigned to, you know, within within the brand as well. That's something, uh, again, uh, a lot of people wouldn't know. And I would say as far as the cons, is if you know if you're a person where you know it's you, you just told you just want to be totally independent you just want to you know nope I like blue you know or I like pink and I, I think it should be pink <laughs> you know or I just you know I, like I hear what you're saying but I think it should be better this way if you are you if you are focused and dead set on doing things completely you know you want to go rogue then franchising is not for you yeah Uh, I got a funny example I have to share I am a SCORE mentor and SCORE is an organization that oh yeah I love executives who work under the umbrella of the U.S. Small Business Administration it was a woman who wanted to own a restaurant and she gave some examples of franchised restaurants and then she said But what I really want is my daughter and I really want to create new dishes. And I thought, oh, I don't know. (laughs) Maybe there's a restaurant franchise where you could submit your idea and it gets evaluated. But And she was very excited about the fact that they could experiment in the kitchen and come up with all these new dishes as though somehow they could buy a noodles and company franchise or something and start introducing new things just because it sounded like fun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, that is a good example. And I mean, and some of them, some franchises surprise you. You know, like I had one that I was surprised where uh, this concept was all about natural remedies. So they have like CBD and, can, you know, the Kevra and stuff like that. A wide range of products. So basically, they're more so like a local uh, health store. As opposed to, yeah. yeah. The one thing I thought that was interesting is that within their model, even though now typically with franchises, it's like, okay, here's the stuff, this is what it is. There's no changes or alterations or anything like that. But they actually allow, if you are like, you know, let's say you have a cousin that's like, look, I'm telling you, I use this cream every day. It does miracles. I honestly think that you guys should look at it. And I, you know, it's great. You know, can I, can I offer this product? They will actually analyze that. They will take that and, um, you know, they, you know, they'll take it back to their headquarters. They have their own testing and their own process and uh, they'll come back to you and they say, you know what? Um, we've tested it. We like it. We think it's okay. What we'll do is we'll trial it in your store for whatever the time frame is. And um, if it does well, then you can have the opportunity where it's not only going to be in your store because they're adding it to the franchise it can be for everyone for all the franchises. wow and I then thought was amazing it. yeah so there's there are there are opportunities sometimes that happens like that but you definitely can't go in with that mindset of well this is what I want to do like then no I would typically say that no franchises is not for you then right exactly why is franchising, do you think, a particularly great option for moms and mm-hmm. women in general? I think it's a great option because of some of the things that we already touched on. As far as that level of support 
and the culture is something that's really going to speak to 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 moms. Uh, I actually had a webinar where I had a few brands on, and it was all about moms, uh, moms and franchising is what I called it, and um, and they talked about you know how you know a day in the life. And, you know, just their journey um, within uh, the franchises and why it worked well for them. And these were moms where we're not talking about, you know, they got teenagers. No, I mean, you know, we even had a moment where one of uh, the, the little kids came on, uh, <laughs> came on our lot, you know, it was, and I mean, but it just shows you that like, yeah, this, this, this can be you. Like, yes, you know, sometimes they, they join you on our Zoom calls and things of that nature. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think that um, because of the fact that there's so many franchises that offer that level of flexibility where you're able to uh, schedule the time around, you know, your life and have the, uh, the franchise, the franchisor be, be such a great support and, you know, uh, support system for you. And again, that culture, you know, that's what makes uh, franchises in particular great uh, for uh, for moms and we just, you know, people with family that they have to have that type of balance, but they need that support. You know, I'm, I'm curious. So if I said, for example, I only have 30 hours a week to devote, are there franchises out there that would be able to accommodate that? Absolutely. So, well, 30 hours, honestly, it's, 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 it can be considered a lot. I mean, well, right. well, 20 hours. I only, have, <laughs> I only have 20 hours a week. So, yeah. So what we would consider that is uh, you're looking for uh, passive. Uh, so, uh, so that's, so this is something that I would also find out when, uh, you know, during my consultations or if you went on my website and you filled out like a questionnaire, um, it, that's going to be one of the questions as well. So that way I know that for someone like you, I'm not going to show you any franchises that are going to require, you know, full-time hands-on efforts. Uh, so, so yes, there are a lot of opportunities where it is, fr- where, where it is passive, um, um, ownership, I'm not passive ownership, but, uh, passive is what we will call it. And, um, you are able to, and it, it'll tell you, it, it, you know, some of them would actually say like, you know, passive for us is, you know, at least 15 hours, you know, which is totally, uh, so yeah, those are the type of things I would look for. When you say passive, I'm sort of thinking, you know, I'm sitting on the couch watching TV and, and just and working for me, but isn't that, isn't that quite that passive right I mean it's (laughs) passive means something less than full-time I guess yes yes so it just means that the business does not require you uh to you know to have to put in you know 40 plus hours you know a week you know whether it's managing or you know again depending on the franchise whether it's brick and mortar or not you know it's not going to require you know you to to be in there so what are some of the key questions that people who are interested in franchising should ask themselves before heading in this direction I would say um, you want to make sure that you, well, one, are you ready to, to own? You know what I mean? Are you, 
what's your mindset? Do you have an entrepreneurial mindset um, as far as ready, you know, anything that uh, as far as, you know, your criteria of being a franchise owner, uh, not even a franchise owner, just a business owner, you know, is this, you know, are you absolutely ready, you know, to do that? Uh, because you do have to have that mindset as well. I feel as though sometimes you may have um, people that that feels like because of uh, the pros of having um, or owning a franchise, you know, they don't think like, oh, well, okay, so it's easy. It's like, no, it's still a business and you still have to, you know, put in effort and you have to put in work. Um, so I think mindset is important. So you have to ask yourself, are you ready? Um, and what and what are the things that you you've done so far? Uh, you know, have you saved the money? Do you have working capital? Um, you know, have you thought about the type of investment you're going to make, whether it's time wise or uh, monetary? Um, yeah, I would think things of that nature. And, and I feel as though a lot of times they think, you know, even when you ask that question, it'll be the same answer for someone that's just looking to own a business. You know what I mean? Like if you're thinking of starting up a business, there's just certain things that you have to, you know, have put in place or you should at least um, have put in place. So you can't think of a franchise uh, any different when it comes to that. Well, you mentioned the initial investment and I realized um, that when you're talking about 3,500 plus franchises, and those are just the ones you represent. There's, I don't know how many more than that. I I, have, I didn't look at the statistics, but I bet the number, the total number of franchises that are out there is probably mind blowing. Um, you know what 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 should people think about or be prepared for in terms of the range of investments that might be required? I mean, I heard just, you know, I don't know, it probably was wrong, but somebody said, oh, to have a McDonald's franchise, you need to have half a million dollars or something mm -hmm. like that. Um, so is that, is that really on the high end? I mean, uh, you know, what, what, what's the range that's out there? So, yes, yeah, so the range is definitely, you know, huge, you know, but, you know, because if you're thinking about, um, you know, franchises like those type of empire brands like McDonald's, then absolutely, it's a lot of red tape for one. Um, and yeah, you're going to have to show, you know, million dollars this and this, you know, it, it's, it's very, it's huge. However, that's why I'm passionate about the business and what I'm doing is because I'm trying to show people like, wait, stop, look this way, because there's so many others, right? You like food? Great. I can definitely show you food. And it doesn't have to be McDonald's, but I can show you where here's a lucrative option that's you know, that is all about food, the food that you're actually interested in. And guess what? It's a fraction of the cost. Like, you know what I mean? So it, it, it really does depend. Um, when I do speak with anyone, I do say that you want to at least have, you want to make sure that you have working capital of, um, or liquidity of at least 25,000. Uh, because regardless of the type of franchise that I will show you, you know, that's just a rule, excuse me, a rule of thumb 
to have at least a, a $25,000 um, liquid because whether you're um, doing a cash investment or you're looking to um, going to funding um, for it, even when you're funding, they still want to see that you have skin in the game. So that's just the rule of thumb that I have. So I'll use that same example. Yes, you know, that, you know, just coincidentally yesterday that I was speaking about with um, the healthcare uh, services. Now for that industry, it is actually a pretty low, you know, I think the lowest I've ever seen franchise brand that, you know, offers uh, healthcare services. But even with it being that low, you still want- How low was it? I would say that, you know, they want to make sure that you have working capital of 15000 Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. And I believe the franchise fee is under, actually, the franchise fee itself is under 20000 you know. So total capital, you want to have about 35000 but that's pretty much all you need for this particular brand. So that's why I always say that, you know, but they still want to see that you have a particular amount of working capital. So rule of thumb, you know, you want to make sure that you have at least 25,000 liquid, but it would always boil down to what it is that you're looking to do. So like for businesses that doesn't have a brick and mortar business like this, where, you know, you're working remote and, you know, you're managing or, or et cetera. Yeah, that may work. But if you're looking to own a brand that, ha- you know, not only has a brick and mortar, but like it is a, a restaurant, then that's, you know, you have to be realistic. It's a restaurant. You have, you know, you have the, uh, the equipment, that's going to build out the, you know, that's definitely going to be substantially more. Right. Uh, So that's why it is. And lots of furniture, furnishings and things. Absolutely. So, well, so, you know, it strikes me though, one of the reasons maybe that there aren't as many women or people of color or other underrepresented groups for that matter in franchising Although that amount is really low, if you're comparing it to McDonald's, that's still a lot of money for a lot of people. Are there options to, for people to try to finance some of this? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, what about people who really want to own a franchise, but maybe just don't have that kind of capital? What advice do you give them? Yeah, so I run into that where, you know, I may have someone who maybe they've seen me somewhere and maybe they heard me on Clubhouse or something like that. And they, you know, filled out my questionnaire and now we're at a consultation, you know, and they may reveal to me like, hey, listen, you know, I'm really interested. I know I want to own a business and, you know, I appreciate all the information that you provided me. However, I only have about 5,000 saved up. And, you know, so then I may ask them some other questions uh, because a lot of people don't realize as well that if you have a 401k, there's different options that you can do with your, uh, your 401k as well. But let's say worst, you know, worst case scenario, you don't have any of that, or, or you're in that building phase, then you're in the, and that's, that's okay. You're in the building phase. What I love about what I'm doing and how I take through the process is that it's still, you're still being educated on it. So even though let's say you only have 10,000, you know, but based on everything that I have explained to you, you know that you want your goal is to own a franchise and particularly a franchise within, I don't know, uh, let's say the beauty industry or whatever it is that we might have discussed. At least you know what to save for. At least you know that you can stay connected with me because I'm going to provide you with that information. I have um, webinars that 
are going to speak to the different brands. I had webinars where I had, a, you know, the funding partner join and really get to tell you insight. And you know what? I'm actually a big fan of SCORE. And I have told many who have sat with me, hey, look up SCORE, see if they're in your area. They're great at mentoring and going through these things. So I always provide the resources so that one day get to that point. And again, just being staying connected, they're going to be able to get further insight so that they're able to get to where they need to be to do it. As far as funding, again, depending, depending on the franchise, so, you know, like I'll use yesterday's example. Again, this is actually a very, very low cost for it. So if you only have 10,000 and let's say this is something that you know that you want to be into, well, you're not that far off, you know? So it's like, we can definitely work to get you there and you can still go for financing. You can absolutely still go for financing. There's a lot of different options within, you know, for funding. It's just that there's no hundred percent funding. So you have to have skin in the game. So I think that the education piece is part of it and uh, the research phase. And I use real estate as analogies a lot as well. It's the same type of process as far as like, look, I want to own a home one day. You know, I, I don't have the money, but I can I can certainly save. I can certainly learn about the different options and programs, right. et cetera, that they you may have. You can figure out what the market is and how much you need to save up for the kind of place that you really want. Right. Because there's still going to be criteria, right? There's still going to be a down payment and things of that nature. So it's very similar, very, very in that aspect as well. I mean, I think those are great insights, Tamika. And the other thing that I guess I would say, and I, I speak from my own personal experience trying to build a business, is that those numbers may sound kind of high, but if you don't have that kind of capital, you may want to rethink any kind of business ownership because you can either pay the money in a fairly large chunk all at once or, or maybe, you know, staggered in payments to a franchisor. But if you do it yourself, you're going to spend that much at least. And it's probably going to, it's just going to be a slow bleed and probably going to end up being more because you're making lots of mistakes along the way. You know, you play a web designer and they do it not a very good job. So you have to find somebody else to fix, you know, stuff like that. What are some of the common mistakes that people make in terms of running their franchise? I mean, are there certain characteristics that make people more successful or less successful in yeah. building their franchise? Absolutely. It's simply, you know, those that are going to de deviate from the system. If you feel like, I think I can do this better, I think I have another way, and you're not going to execute the way you're being told, you're not going to take advantage of the support, those are where you're going to find, you know, that you're going to be less successful. The ones that are completely embracing everything that this brand has to offer them is going to uh, do phenomenally well. You have to you have to be willing to collaborate. You have to be willing to learn. You can't come in knowing it all. You have you have to come in as a sponge <laughs> and execute the system. You have the blueprint. Just follow the direction. You know, speak with the other owners. You have the support system you need to be successful. 
Do you have any examples of women who have been successful building a franchise? I mean, I know you talked about the webinar with the moms and Mm -hmm. so maybe even talk about one or two of those just to show people that it really is possible. Yeah. I mean, as far as, you know, some of the women that was on that brand, I'm sorry, on that webinar, I believe I had about four and um, there was one with the kitchen concept. There's a cleaning concept, uh, you know, outdoor concepts as far as like, you know, I think it's called Mosquito Joe's and, uh, you know, there's, it's such a variety, you know, but it featured these women that that's doing phenomenally well within these brands and they're very, very successful. Uh, the kitchen tune-up, my, uh, you definitely want to be a little more, uh, I would say a little more sales uh, focused on that because you do have to get out. You do have to speak to people and everything, but a lot of women, they love that. You know, they love that, you know, they're able to, they're, they're great at sales. Uh, so that might be something that is right up your alley. There, there was one woman I'm thinking of that, is doing extremely well. She has a coding franchise. And um, one of the larger brands that I have a tutoring concept has basically uh, merged, like they merge forces um, where that is now an aspect of or part of the overall brand. So now you have a tutoring concept that has everything that, you know, your child or young adult needs, you know, to be tutored, but now they're adding coding to their, oh. um, their concept as well. So there's many, many examples that can be provided across different industries. I know that some of the top industries I've been seeing for women has typically, I think travel has been um, up there as far as top uh, franchises for women. The cleaning um, sector, which again, when I and I want to definitely make sure uh, to clarify, not you being in the business as far as being the person that cleans, but just managing right. the team, right? right. So right. things of that nature, anything that's uh, you know that's not necessarily a brick and mortar uh, and provides that flexibility has done very well for women in the industry. Interesting. It strikes me that women in particular could probably draw upon support from each other just in terms of how to balance Mm -hmm. business and all the other things that tug at women. What kind of support is out there for women like that? Are there support groups? Some franchises, are they particularly good at helping with that? I mean, what, what advice would you give to women who struggle with trying to balance their franchise with their family and other obligations? I would say to definitely take advantage of the brand's mentorship. A lot of time they provide coaches and um, mentors, maybe within the first six months or a year or some, it'll be ongoing. There's nothing wrong with asking for, you know, let's say the the brand um, provides it for a year. There's always going to be an opportunity to have it extended. So I would say that that's something that's important to look for. I would also say even joining your local um, chambers and um, things of that nature, companies, you know, organizations such as SCORE, you know, there's so many different organizations, you know, that I think is also important to join aside from what the support your franchisor, you know, is providing you that is important for women to, uh, to get involved in because, you know, it's just needed, whether you are 
you know, someone who has kids or not, I feel as though there's a lot of different organizations that you can definitely be involved in that's going to uh, provide you that extra support. And, you know, again, I, I just did an interview with um, someone who that is her whole focus is she has like, I think it's a Facebook group where it's all about, you know, moms in business. So getting connected with, uh, with groups like that, I think is very important as well. Well, you make a great point. I think historically women have not probably been as, I don't want to say aggressive, but have been as diligent and committed to networking as our male counterparts historically. And, you know, we women need to, we need to network and it's good for our business. It's good for our psyche. It's good for our personal lives as well, right? Yeah, I would agree. So we started with your business and we're going to circle back to your business. Talk about some of the advantages of using a, a franchise consultant or broker like yourself, because wow, there's a lot of franchises out there. And I'm going to guess that some of them are not as strong as others. Talk about your role in helping people find franchises and maybe advice for helping people avoid some of the risky or, or less desirable franchises or, mm-hmm. or business models. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I do get this a lot. And, uh, and I love the aha moments <laughs> as well. <laughs> so I would say in one word, clarity, you know, just gaining the clarity, because I feel like what tends to happen is, you know, that you want to own a business, you kind of heard about franchises. So you do a search and you're just bombarded like with a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and unfortunately, you know, you might, kind of go down the rabbit hole you might click on a couple of things you might fill out some things and either you get extremely overwhelmed or just never followed up with (laughs) so you know working with someone like me is going to provide you extreme clarity we have the data we have the insight not only for brands but it's just to be able to understand you so that we're able to properly match you with the right businesses that you may not even have considered or or heard of or or come across just based on our consultations with you and uh, some of the resources that that I do utilize to help aid me in that process. So you have an internal advocate as well. As I said, I like to, I make sure that I'm joining the calls with you because sometimes, you know, you might have a little, you might have a question that maybe a little bit too shy to ask that question. Or they don't think to ask the question because they don't have the experience and perspective that you have. Absolutely. And actually that, you know, that brings me to another point is that I also provide you with a a document that I have where it's great questions to ask franchisors. I give this to you beforehand. So that you can't, you, you get to see the types of questions that you can ask. And of course, you may come with questions as well, but it's just a great tool to have as to see like, oh, I'm, I never would have thought to ask this. And I see why that, that may be important. And they will ask it. And if I thought that there was something that you didn't tap into, I'll speak up for you, you know, and I'll ask it. Or I will, I will circle back and say, hey, you know, I know that this was a concern. Can you elaborate more on this for this particular candidate and things of that nature. And then what I also do is recap calls. After every call with a franchisor, I always um, have a quick call 
right after where I asked them, okay, what did you think about that? How did you feel? Did you have any questions? Because there, you may you, you come to the point where you're probably more comfortable speaking with me, and you'll tell me what the concerns are. Right. You know, you know, and, and that way I'll be able to provide you further um, either insight into that or advice as far as what we can do. With like, you know, what those are great points. I'll get those answers for you, or let's have another call where I would address that. You know, things of that nature. I would guess you could waste a lot of time trying to do this on your own. Yeah. How are you compensated? Is this like an hourly rate or? No, no, no. Glad you asked that. And again, I like to use real estate because it's just the perfect example. And I feel like people just really understand it when I use uh, real estate analogies. So such as a real estate agent, when you are ready to buy your home and you give them your information, you tell them like, hey, this is what I like. This is the kids I have. Why I like this area? Their job then is to go back into their inventory and they come back with some options for you. And you guys go ahead. You look at a couple of homes until a decision is made. But you do not pay that real estate agent for that process. They are compensated by the owner. So I work in a very similar fashion. I'm not compensated by these consultations and being your internal advocate. I am compensated by the brand for, um, within. They have a market um, uh, budget for people such as myself, where if they are within the inventory, you know, they normally have a set um, uh, rate that they would pay consultants to uh, bring great candidates for them oh, wow. uh, to consider. So I'm compensated by the brand and I don't work for any one particular brand. I don't want to come in too heavy handed, but I, you know, I have to say, well, that's kind of a no brainer. I mean, somebody to help guide you through the process and educate you and be your advocate that you don't even pay for. I mean, that's uh, (laughs) sounds like a pretty good deal to me. So Tamika, we're just about out of time. If people are interested in learning more about franchising or What's the best way for them to, to reach you? Absolutely. So they can go straight to my website. It is precisionfranchise.com. I'm also on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn at Precision Franchise. And the more I do want to implore you to uh, definitely make sure that you go, when you go onto the website, uh, you should, by the time this year, see a pop-up for the upcoming webinars that I have. The webinars that I do put together are free. It's free for you to join. So just you going onto my website, you're able to sign up for things like that. You're able to uh, join my email list where you would always be invited to, for when I am doing things such as that. I also have the resources available on my website. So if you just wanted to uh, say, you know what, I think I want to learn a little bit more about the industry and how someone uh, such as yourself can help me. I have a free e-course that is on my website that you can get. So you're not obligated to have a a consultation or anything with me. You can just stay connected and just uh, get the resources until you feel motivated enough to have a further conversation. Uh, So, and I would also offer doors to anyone um, So your listeners, you know, I know we touched on a couple of webinars that I have, such as um, moms and franchising. If you um, are interested and want to, uh, would like to see these webinars, if anyone uh, that's listening would like to to get that, I would be more than happy to send that them to it. All they would have to do is uh, they can uh, shoot me an email, which they can contact me from my website. 
and just let them know like, hey, I was on the Savvy Entrepreneur and I would love to see moms in franchising and I would absolutely uh, send that to you. So my name is spelled Tamika and it's T-A-M-I-K-A at precisionfranchise.com. You can feel free to send, shoot me an email or again, visit my website. The resources are there for you. Thanks again for being on the show this week. Thank you so much, Doris. It was, it was awesome. Again, a special thanks to Tamika Franklin, my guest today, who is the founder of Precision Franchise, talking today, not just about franchising, but a lot about women in franchising and why it's such a great model for women. You can find more helpful information and resources on my website, globalocityservices.com. I'd love to hear from you with comments, questions, suggestions, Email me at dnagel, N-A-G-E-L, at lakesradio.org. I promise you'll always get a response back from me. Be sure to join me again next Saturday at 11 a.m. Central, noon Eastern. But until then, I'm Doris Nagel, wishing you happy entrepreneurship.